welcome to uh, Emma's podcast. Today I'm doing a collaboration with somebody that I'm absolutely curious to know about, actually, what Dr. Mark Wiseman does, because he's a Celtic shaman and sworn, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, but I'm sure if I do it wrong, I'm sure Dr. Wiseman is going to be correcting me, which will be just fine by me. So Ulfendar to the Old Father Odin Norseman. He's formerly ordained chaplain of the Christian church who through decades of experience providing spiritual counseling for returning combat veterans discovered the principle of living a healthy, happy life. As a a practicing Norse Wolfenauer, he has learned the way of the Lenviti I don't know if I'm doing it right, or land spirits and helps people of all faith come together and learn to peacefully coexist. Dr. Weisman is currently working uh, on his doctor of psychology studies, applying years of counseling experience to his study of the evolution of spirituality practices to identify the negative ramification of supporting a questionable belief system. Dr. Wiseman lives in South Central Alaska with his wife of 30 years and two of their five children, while his older children has ventured out on their own journeys. Dr. Wiseman uses his expensive knowledge and psychology behind spirituality to help individuals see past their beliefs and obtain internal peace and true happiness. So welcome, Dr. Wiseman. Thank so, you very much. Thank did you. I, did I pronounce it Hulfendar properly? You, you, darn close. Okay. How the do you say D, that? The D is a TH sound. So it would be Ulfendar? No. Ulfethnar. Oh my goodness. Ulfethnar. Correct. Okay. And then Lenvedi. Lanvedi is yeah they're they're pretty much uh, and, and simply those are old Norse terms Lanvedi mm-hmm. uh, simply being the old Norse term for spirits of the land or land spirits yes and then um, Ulfhethnars uh, of of antiquity were very similar to what many people know of the berserker um, however these men. Um, warriors went into battle just like the berserkers without mail they couldn't be hurt they entered trances and, and rages and uh, the Ulf hefnar simply means of a wolf pelt okay versus the berserker which is of the bear pelt ah. so that's what those two phrases means now in legend and it's certainly in my experience and in my life's journey, Ulf Hefnars also spent a lot of time as spiritual advisors and shamans to mm-hmm. the clans at which they lived. Okay. So that's where the shaman part of the Ulf Hefnar came, came to, or okay. from, I should say. Wow. So I'm very curious, how was your transition and how, you know, you were a formerly ordained chaplain and you did obviously some absolutely wonderful thing, especially for when I read this, you really, you know, was close to my heart because I'm like, you really focused on the uh, veteran that came back from, uh, from combat and helping them. 
but how did you came up from moving from a chaplain to become a Celtic shaman? How was that transition? How did it come about? It, it was actually a long process mm -hmm. that culminated in a, a dream experience or a, a vision experience that I had in, in January of 2020. Um, but leading up to that, going back a little bit uh, to my days of, of being ordained and being with the Christian church and trying to essentially put a square peg in a round hole. Good luck. Um, I, I felt that while I understood everything and, and the theology, I, I got it, but there was just always something missing. There was always, I always felt like there was just a part of me wasn't a hundred percent committed to what I was doing. And although I spoke with, uh, you know, I work with, uh, I would be willing to say without exaggeration at this point, thousands of veterans mm -hmm. and, and they began to teach me <laughs> that what was out there. It, and it, it, I was kind of caught in the same predicament that a lot of people that I have worked with now over the years have, and that we were kind of stuck in this practice, not the theology, but we were in the practice and that I said, thou shalt do this and thou shalt do that. Mm -hmm. I followed the rules of being Christian, but yet the depth of my theology part was missing. Mm -hmm. And so I continued to do research. I, I studied at length um, for about a year and a half, two years. I studied the nation of Islam and the Muslim practice. Uh, I left there and continued to just try to find something that made sense. Because every time I get into the doctrine and I'd start drilling down into the, the I, I'd always hit this wall, this mm -hmm. wall. And I was just frustrated and frustrated. And then um, leading up to January, I would say probably June, August timeframe of 2019, I began to have some real tugs. My mother uh, kind of presented this idea of doing some genealogy stuff of which I was like, hmm, okay, I'll do that. And I started researching my ancestry and found out kind of that we have 18 generations from Denmark and about 12 generations from Northern Germany. So I started putting all that together and started doing all the reading. And that kind of led me into the vision that I had, the vision experience I had in January of, of 2020, uh, middle of the night in my backyard, where Odin, the Allfather, actually presented himself to me in a vision mm -hmm. and explained how they've been waiting for me to make up my damn mind. Uh, <laughs> and, and of course, that's paraphrasing. Yeah. But ultimately that, all right now let's get this done. And so from that day till now, I have been pretty much uh, hard at work at, at channeling the Lenvetti who communicate with me. Uh, we're putting together a book. The Good. book is due out in May um, that talks about how to kind of crack through that wall that I kept hitting 
And what that wall was, was literally the difference between a practice and the theology of the individual religions. And so I couldn't crack that wall. And that's what that's what kept me from really committing to some of these other practices. Um, and uh, I was able to to be saved by by Odin and uh, led down to where I am today. That's amazing. It, it, it has been a wonderfully just a a mind altering journey as now the Lamvedi have said you know have explained to me the journey that I took to get here and they they've kind of pointed out times in my life and said here this is what you were learning here here this is what you were learning here and they've pointed out all these parts and pieces leading up to where I arrived in front of Odin uh, in January wow and are you going to explain this in the book? In the, even though you're it, going to be talking about the land of spirit, and you know, but I hope you will explain this in your book as well. It it is in the book, um, only because I want to. You know, I talk about my life's lesson in, yeah. in in the book, and I explain how spirituality comes to us, and in the least expectant ways. And many times we expect this. Uh, omnipresent angel to appear and speak and and we we just <laughs> yeah. have these we have these preconceived notions of how we yeah. think spirituality is happening yeah. when in fact spirituality is happening and interacting with us all the time absolutely yeah and it's what we do with it that then dictates where you know where you're going to feel full and and your heart will be full and your your brain will make I mean, all of those things come into play once you you land and you get away from all that practice and you get into the theology and it starts really starting to click, I think. Well, I mean, it, it, the awakening happened at any ages as well, because, you know, I made an analogy about the 40s where people say, oh, it's she's in the middle of a midlife crisis or he's in the middle of midlife crisis. I'm like, no, it's the awakening of the um the spirit absolutely it, it happened at any age but most likely within past you pass your 30s in general because you know you need to go play in that playground which is what i call it the illusional world of the ego then when you're I... tired of it that's where your spirit's becoming louder and louder and this, and if you don't listen to it it's going to be louder until you hear it now okay. you have a choice like you did, like I've done many years ago. Well, except mine, the difference between your story and mine is since I'm little, I know my spirit, even though sometimes I did not listen to it because I decided that I needed to have a temper tantrum on what I was doing. Um, but it, you know, it's talking to us, like you said, all of the time. But the question at the end of the day is, are you going to step in and do it? Or are you going to stay where you are? Right. And, and most people, myself included, up until later, um, two points really is, but firstly, is we, we are terrified of change. Many people are afraid of change, not for change's sake, but in some cases, many people fear change for sake of being shamed. They, they feel that, oh, I've been wrong for so many years and this, that, and the other thing. 
And what they don't understand is that, again, your spirits are talking all the time, and now you're just willing to listen. So your spirituality isn't changing. It's just now you're actually listening to it instead of ignoring it. So that's that's a real critical function. The other critical function or bullet point that I bring up there also is that what many people wrestle with that I have discovered is this idea that spirituality and spirits in themselves are deities. They're not constrained by the same rules of time and space that we have here on the physical plane. So it doesn't time is uh, it it has no bearing on when they decide that they're going to show up or when they're going to start being louder that it, it they don't correlate at all no they they're don't totally, that's what when i i'm teaching and i'm explaining to people how to set your intentions and your goals and you want to co-create with the universe because that's what you do you're lining up with the divine um you need to understand it's not on our timing and a lot I, of people are assuming that I'm going to change in 15 minutes. I'm going to get my pot of gold or whatever in 15 minutes. It's like, no, it's not like a drive through. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you need to do the work yeah. to get it. But that's not a 15 minute joy ride. It's not no. what's happening. And a lot of people have a misconception, like you mentioned, the, the time we're in has been created. First of all, the universe that is timeless. The yeah, once you, so, yeah, yeah, once you once you get off this physical plane, that's it for time and space. Yes. That no longer matters. Yes. So um, yeah, we're the only ones constrained by that. So then yeah. when you try to explain to people, look, I, I, I can't tell you when the spirit's gonna show up. Yeah. I, I can't tell you where the voices are gonna get louder. I can't tell you when this is going to make sense to you. Because now your spiritual self is beginning to understand what they're seeing. I can't tell you when that's going to happen because they don't operate on our timeline. No, they don't. They, op and they operate whenever they feel like it. Oh, yeah. And when they know you're ready. So that's the other thing. Right. too. It's did you pass all of your life lessons? Are you in the right plane at the right time? And that's the deal. As long as you have not right. learned your life lessons, you're not going to be have any awakening coming to you anytime soon. Right. The yeah, it's it's creating that vacuum from your aura that yeah. says, "Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I'm I'm open to this." Yeah. And and it's not until that happens that we really see that um, transformation, and certainly that occupation by then a a spiritual entity who's there to make our lives better and and harmonize with us. And and the other point that I guess I'd bring up when we talk about spiritual entities running into each other so to speak or even when we're us physical beings transports for our spiritual being even when we're close together sometimes we can get that aura crossover where you get the, a frequency match because much yeah. like the earth much like everything else we send out our aura and it's on a frequency so it's yeah, doing energy. its little frequency yeah exactly and when those things match yep this is where we're going to find phrases like love at first sight. Yep. We'll find, you know, insta enemies or whatever. Is that depending on those frequencies matching, um, you know, my analogy to this is wonderful. Uh, and actually it's borrowed, so I can't claim credit for it. But 
when you go into a, a large room, you're in a conference or something, large room, hundreds of people, and you, you remember like six of them mm-hmm. out of a hundred. Yep. And you, you say to yourself, well, why did I remember these? Those six frequencies were closely matched to yours. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's spirituality. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's really, uh, it has been very interesting as now I've stepped into a shaman role and I've worked with, uh, many people now, uh, in villages and, and other locations who, who many would stay right off the top. I'm a Celtic Norse shaman, but yet I'm working with indigenous Americans and how does that even work? Well, it works because we all believe in the spirits. Yes. It's the power of the spirits yeah. and the mm-hmm. universal truth was, was available to most, if not all, indigenous practices long before the Europeans decided to cross the pond. So, you know, these, these groups like the Mongolian, on the Mongolian steppes, the people, the Sami people, um, you know, even the yokai in, in Jap- Japan, um, it, you can find groups all over the place. Vidal uh, in uh, West Africa, or uh, yeah, West Africa, the animists in South Africa, mm-hmm. all of these groups all have similar beliefs in that they actually recognize because they've interfaced, they've interacted with the spiritual beings and they have a spiritual connection. Yes. And so, yeah, it's, it's easy for me to go out to a, 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 a group of people. We hang out. We have a great time. We have a wonderful bunch of fun. And we talk about, you know, the creator, uh, Mother Earth. We talk about the spiritual sources that are around mm-hmm. us. And, and many times people will criticize me and say, well, you're a, a, a Celtic Norse and you're in polytheism. Okay, I agree. I am. I do agree that there is a, a, a pair of gods and that they create a balance. I believe that. But could I purely say, just for discussion's sake, that m- the male or the masculine god that I believe in, I Odin, Odin is the creator. Yes. And then I believe in a feminine goddess. Mother Earth. Is Mother Earth. Exactly. And so when you start seeking commonality, it's hard to find division. But if you're seeking division, it's hard to find commonality. Exactly. And so this is why I have, uh, I am so blessed to have some wonderful friends all over the world that we, we talk commonalities. Let's yes. believe, let love, peace, harmony, joy, happiness, togetherness, cohesion, unification. Those are the phrases that I love hearing. Mm-hmm. And I, I know every person that I deal with loves hearing those as well. And so let's seek those things. 
and not worry about all the, the reasons of segregation and separation and division and hate and distrust. Leave those back there. We don't need those. Yeah, that's more the ego at this point than it is the spirit at that point. There In many cases, yeah. yes, yes. It's not spirit. It, because spirit is love, it's no. peace, it's uh, beautiful, The what I call it, the energy Absolutely. of unconditional love, which is the, the strongest energy for healing. So Absolutely. when you start to create division, it's because it's not you're not within your spirit. That's all. Right. And and I agree to that, you know, and, and a lot of people, they talk to me about this concept that I use called dark energy because there is yeah. dark energy oh, yes. and dark and yeah. dark energy. They say, oh, that's evil. That's dark. No, no. Dark is for changing states. Mm-hmm. You need the dark energy to create or to stop a belief or a process or a thing so that you can reborn. It's a shadow so war. You, yeah. Yeah. So you got to get that stuff taken care of. And so, yeah. you know, it's it's all good. Here's the difference in that. And this the book points this out, I think, so eloquently, is that the intent of the interpreter is where you draw the polarity in the energy mm-hmm. as to whether it's good or bad, you know, light or dark, whatever. you know and however they want to describe it my my definition says if i have an open good heart the energy at which i receive from the spiritual realm or even from my deity will be good and open yes because that's my intent that's what i want that's what i am and so um trying to get people convinced of that that's because a lot of people unfortunately in this day and age are, are trained to hate they're born to find division um i'm i'm constantly approached by by individuals who are still stuck in the practice they haven't made it past that the 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 problem you've got that's why that's i will call it religion religion helps people to guide them somewhere but that's not spirituality spirituality for me, most people that use religion, it's a way for them to connect with uh, the universe, with God, with the divine, whomever you want to call it. Right. And spirituality, you don't need the religion. You go straight from your spirit to God, to the divine. You don't have that in the middle. And that's the battle between people who are afraid because they have a structure, they have a guideline, which is the religion. And then right. following it through the letter. And they see somebody passing by and talking directly to God. It's like, what is wrong with that person? Something is evil here. He doesn't follow what we're doing. That doesn't make any sense. But they are right. not open to the awareness of their spirit. They have to have to use that path. So it's yes. always going to be, I think when you, we talk spirituality, it's always a fight with people who don't know are afraid and it's something different they have been taught try to undo that try to undo that is very difficult plus they will always challenge you for for you to prove what you know you're talking to god you're telling how do you how dare you you're not supposed to right right and then yes and those people i think those people are stuck yeah and and i believe they're stuck Mm -hmm. in that uh, you know, and I, I graduated my under 
undergrad classes were were the Baptist University. So I met lots of people, but they were stuck in this. Well, I follow all the rules. Therefore, I am. Yeah. I I haven't gone into the theology. I don't even know how to spell theology, but I follow all the rules in this little book. And therefore, by that virtue, I am a fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about exploring our spirituality, th- they can't go there because they don't even understand that that level is there. Yeah, they don't they don't even they don't get it. And so uh, I, I find I have wonderful conversations with some people who are getting it for the first time. And they're there because I introduced the way I entered. I love to introduce it is that I talk about their own beliefs, like right out of their own book, right out of their own teachings. And I say, you believe in an infinite being. That's what you call them, an infinite being, deity, God, whatever you want to call them, infinite being. If you think of infinite, how big would you think infinite is? You need to start pondering that for a minute. And then you say, all right, So if you could travel at the speed of light, which is 669 million miles an hour, to cross the observable, just what we can see Mm -hmm. of our universe, which would all include the physical plane only, it would take you 94 billion years. That's how big it is. Yeah. And that is only the physical plane. Mm Mm-hmm. That is only one part. So what you're seeing by your definition is that your deity is larger in some way, shape, or form than that. Yep. So now, how could you not see him, her, them in different lights, in different ways? How could you not? And so kind of getting the whole idea behind the perspective and putting that perspective into their thinking, all of a sudden now, now we got some context at which to work, I think. um, And it's been very successful. Again, I don't convert anyone. That's, that's not what I'm here to do. Um, I've been told very specifically, that is not what we don't convert that when you're talking spirit, when you're talking direct connection, you're not here. I'm not here to convert anybody. Right. I'm here to introduce you exactly. to the rest of the world. Yes. Because if you do that, then the universe will kick your butt because that's not what we're supposed to be doing here. That is not. And that's why, you know, you've seen all yeah. the struggle and the strife and, oh. and wars and conflict and death. Mm-hmm. That's why you see it because we're crossing over lines that um, we shouldn't have. Exactly. Yep, exactly. I agree. We're sharing, um, our, we're sharing our story. We're sharing the, what we're seeing and that helps people to connect at some level, but it's absolutely. not, yeah, like you said, and I agree um, because I'm an intuitive um, and I do see a lot of things. Again, when people want to challenge me, I look at them and said, I'm sorry, but I'm not here to give you an example. I'm not here to I, prove to you A plus B, then I can see, then I can whatever. Yeah. I'm not here yeah. for that. 
Nope. No. That's not, not my job. No. Nope. We're, yeah. we're here to share our story. We're here to show what we know, what we have learned, and for people to learn from it and take an uh, element of what we have uh, and make it their own. But it's not about exactly. conversion because when you start to do this, then you put yourself as superior than anybody else's. And that's Ex the wrong thing. That is absolutely right. You yeah. are 100% right there. Yes. The universe is yep. speaking right now. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What I do. That's absolutely. Yes. And that's the biggest mistake that people do. It's like, no, 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 no. We're not here to do that. And a lot, that's why there is a lot of uh, issue. And that's why, like you said, there is war, there is disagreement. And a lot of people, you know, this is my religion and I'm going to tell you how it is. It's like, no, it's not. No. It's like you need to cool down. You don't yeah. have to feel threatened. Everything is just fine. So yeah. that's why I don't talk much about religion with people because in politics and religion, you, yeah, yeah. If you want to ruin a dinner, go ahead and do it. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. If you want a nice dinner, avoid those subjects. Yes. I I I I, I like constructive debate. I like yes. when people when people are willing to say, okay. Let's open up the discussion and let's not be closed minded. Let's let's open ourselves because that allows, I think, even myself, um, I met with a group, what, uh, Monday, Monday, and uh, we met and it was a it was a, a group of individuals whom kind of ranged in their religious beliefs from the, the very, very new to it to uh in there who had been uh you know a, a pastor a senior pastor in a church and all this and we, and we started talking and i said all right well, the way we're going to do this is we're just opening it up i don't i i'm not setting any ground rules the only rule i have is that you may not insult someone else's interpretation good that that's it that that's yeah. that is our only rule every everything else is on the table Everything is out. And we started talking. And then what we discovered was, and they did it themselves. I just kind of sat there and essentially drank coffee. Um, <laughs> but but they kind of came to this idea that, oh, wait a minute. There's this bigger picture Good. that 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 maybe we should we should investigate and we should learn. And it was wonderful because I the the core tenement was everyone had to or wanted to share their version of their religious belief. Mm -hmm. And what, what I called their religious belief was their interpretation. Yes. And so they were allowed to have their interpretation. And the exercise to get the conversation started was I put a teacup in the middle of the room on a little table. Yeah. And I put a teacup in the middle of the room and everybody's kind of centered you know, in a big circle around the teacup. And I said, all right, I would like, and I pointed out five people. I said, I want you, you guys to remember this cup, lock it into your brain because in just a minute, you're going to describe that cup to the rest of the room. Yeah. Five people memorized the cup. I started with one and we went around the room and of the five people, they all had different perspectives. Yes. They all saw the cup differently. And what I had done, quite honestly, as kind of a fun, 
is I had drawn runes on four sides. <laughs> and so four people yep. got their view of the cup had a rune on it. Yeah. And then the, the fifth person had the handle. <laughs> None of their perspectives matched. Yeah. Yet, yet they were all describing the same cup. Cup. Exactly. And so that was the, and then I promptly said, all right, so no one's interpretation is to be insulted or, or discounted. Yeah. You all have your own views of how this works. And then that's where the discussion began. And, and it was a wonderful discussion. Um, they, uh, they learned quite a bit, but the, the idea that we can all look at the same thing, we can all want the same thing. Yes. And yet we see it just a little differently, but yet the functionality remains the same. Exactly. So. Well, this is what is great is being able to, to have an open conversation and like you just did, which I think is a great example where we can sit down and exchange our point of view without going to battle. We don't have to, like I always said, we don't have to uh, agree to disagree. We just kind of have to hear each other, even if we're not in agreement, just hear it. Right. right. And you'd be surprised when we open ourselves to listen mm -hmm. to other people, how much information they can actually give us. Yes. Even, even though we, we, I don't know, we may get this idea. I don't, but others that, that I've met do. They have this idea that, well, I have more knowledge. I have more experience. I have this. But nope, 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 nope. That doesn't count. I mean, yes, it's great to have, but you can still garner information from people who are first coming to this. Absolutely. Their eyes are being opened mm -hmm. and they're, they're learning. And and the spirits, and that's where, you, you know, we've got to get that still in our, our mind, in our heart, and we listen, and the spirits can tell us, hey, you know, did you hear what they just said here? That's good stuff right there. Yep. Yeah. So we can always gain, um, and it's so nice to have different perspectives. I think it, it further defines spirituality, or it helps us kind of because a lot of people are, are almost scared of, of this, this big animal called the spirituality because it's, it's really big and, and really encompassing. And it's like, well, no, not really. It's really not. <laughs> you just have to listen. You have to get past your ego. You have to get past the practice. You have to get past this idea of being right. Mm -hmm. And listen. And it'll come. I guarantee you, when you open your mind and your heart to the spiritual powers of the universe, they will deliver. Yes, they do. I am. Uh, I am. I constantly retell the story um, after my conversion and uh, my acceptance of my birthright as an Ulf Hefnar. I didn't tell my wife. Because um, I was concerned. My wife is a very, very devout Christian. And she is at the point in her life where she's 
she's kind of moved away from the practices. She's kind of like right in the in the gray area between theology and and the practice. And uh, but I didn't tell her, and I was concerned that it would upset her and and make her upset and and really bum her out. So I I prayed. I prayed to my uh, my my goddess Freya and told her and asked her if she would help me speak to her heart and and soften it and and that way when I did tell her you know it would be all easy and whatnot and everything and so I I prayed for this three days I prayed mm-hmm. and on the fourth day I came home for lunch from from uh, uh, the office and I came home and I was eating my soup and she looks across the table at me and she says. So, you're Celtic. <laughs> Did she? What? <laughs> what? <That's> funny. <laughs> and and we went. We talked about it, and and it just like a lightning bolt. I realized that Freya had actually, you know, softened her heart mm-hmm. and allowed her to understand a bigger picture and yeah. a bigger understanding, and and uh, it it. It was amazing. Um, it was like uh, a lot of because I had I had some internal guilt over it, and I knew it. Uh, I knew I was carrying it, and uh, I just felt really bad about it. And then, uh, of course, then she just came across the table and said, "You're a Celtic shaman," and I was like, "What? Who told you?" <laughs> I didn't say that, but yeah, uh, um. uh, you know, it was it was wonderful, and so. But again, the spirits move uh, and the spirits talk to uh, people. They, they help us interact. They help us think. And there's another area my, my book goes into a little bit, talking about the impact of our spirituality on what we think we know. Because um, we know that the chemical genetic combination in your body can create blockages of sensory input into your brain. This goes to things like um, blind rage, some of these other, uh, um, I I point out, painless sex as an example, all of these pieces. And what's happening is, is that you've got something, whatever it is, overloading the brain, and it shuts down the sensory functions. So it it stops receiving signals, literally. Um, And it's usually driven by emotion one emotion or another. And what a lot of people say to me is it's like, well, what, how, but what we see is, and what we know is that a spiritual influence may affect us. We may receive it through our aura into our body. And because our bodies, we shed our, our, our sheath around the spiritual connection mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of years ago. So what we see is when these signals come in from our spiritual sources, and many times they come as our physical sensory inputs. So people will catch glimpses out of the corner of their eye. They'll hear sounds that have no explanation or no reason. Or in some cases, we may feel uh, uh, brushed by other people. So our, our sense of touch is being um, um, touched on and all of this is happening because our spiritual influences are landing in our body and instead of being processed in our brain as the spiritual contacts they are 
they're being translated by the brain as physical sensory input mm -hmm. that are actually going into the brain. Well, much the same way as emotions, anger, love, lust, all of those can alter our physical sensory input, so too could I, our spiritual connection. If the spiritual connection provided, um, and I'll use an example of utopia, of elation, and that started running rampant, all of a sudden the body starts reacting to that. It dumps adrenaline into the system. Now all of a sudden you've got, you know, you're hyped up, your heart beats, you've got some real physical uh, uh, symptoms from this and yet you have no idea why what I was just minding my own business what happened yeah and that's because a fear uh, uh, one of these spiritual sources connected with you and triggered one of those emotions that then flooded your body with these hormones mm -hmm. and uh, what I, I'm some of my teachings go on to say is that that alters what you think you know because if you're in an altered emotional state when you receive data technically you can't really guarantee the data you're receiving um, and we have to accept the fact that you're not born with any knowledge so all of the knowledge that you have in your brain throughout your life is completely given to you by your physical sensory input. Hmm. And so if you damage that or you inhibit it in any way, mm -hmm. corrupt the data as an example. Yep. Uh, another, yeah. another example would be Friday nights. We go out and we tip a bottle of whiskey and at yep. the bottom, things start getting a little blurry. <laughs> yeah. The following morning, we can't remember what happened from about midnight to 4 a.m. where you yep. wound up falling asleep in the middle of the yard. <laughs> yep. That, that is your physical sensory input blocking those memories because of the chemical imbalance within your brain. Yep. Ca caused by, in this case, the alcohol. Yep. But it can be done using other sources, you know, other illegal drugs yep. or emotions because mm -hmm. emotions if you boil them down are only chemical interactions between hormones and your genetic construction yeah so if they're altered now all of a sudden one of these spiritual signals gets in the way fires up your emotions your emotions goes into overdrive dumps all these hormones you may miss some pieces and this is where the mindfulness and the meditation and those types of things come into handy is that we can go through and we're kind of kind of clean out all those emotional landmines that we've got in the back of our mind, yeah. get rid of those so that when we go and when we're in our meditation or we're in our, 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 our quiet time, we don't have to worry, if you will, about erratic behavior of our aura because something presented to us trips that emotional trigger that now we have in our brain. And so getting those out and, and helping us to clear our minds when we are meditating, particularly when we're meditating and we're, we're drawing in all that spiritual energy um, 
we need to make sure that we do it cleanly. So true. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just a matter of, of understanding that. And, and I think, you know, we, we find um, plenty of examples in modern day life. You know, um, what's the new science say? The new science says that if you want to really study a subject, any subject, and you want to learn it, play music that you like listening to. And that, that will help your brain get into a state at which it can now absorb more information. <laughs> okay, I got to laugh because it's not that, but I think new science, it's like, that makes me laugh. Maybe I should have a PhD on new science like everybody else is. We already mm. knew it because we're practicing it. <laughs> right. And, but, if you, but if you take these most complex yeah you know theories yeah. and you boil them down it's mm -hmm. like wait a minute we have been telling you we yeah. we as in the spiritual community yeah. has been telling the science community Forever. that if you beat a, if you beat a drum with a particular rhythm yeah it feels good and things just work exactly and exactly. now all of a sudden science is coming back and going hmm yeah. you know that thing you've been saying for three thousand years yeah you're right okay Fine. <laughs> After three thousand years, we can put the put the stamp of <laughs> yeah. approval. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's funny. That's hilarious. But, I'm like, yeah, playing music, finding, uh, you know, looking at images that, uh, like I always say, I say, okay, one in the morning, turn off all of the social media, turn off the news, mm -hmm. and just do your own playlist that makes you dance, and then. Yep. You put images oh, yeah. that makes you dream. You don't need Absolutely. to be looking at ugliness because ugliness will be always around. Look at beauty. Yeah. And then you cannot right. change what's going on in another part of the world, but you can change it from where you are. You can start right. to make the changes and it will change your outer condition that will affect everybody like the domino effect. One well, person uh, at a time. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more with with the images in yeah. that you know, my uh my uh my my friend from mongolia has a favorite saying that i told him i've kidnapped and i'm not giving back <laughs> and that is whatever you seek you will find yes period so if you seek division separation angst stress you'll find it because it's everywhere yeah but on the same note if all you seek is joy, harmony, unification, peace, you too will find those things in abundance because they are as well everywhere. So you will seek, um, the, the key there is to seek good, to seek the light, to seek the beauty, to seek those things that give us joy. And I think it's the hardest things for people to do it's always easier to go into the rabbit hole of negativity than we've been conditioned to yeah. than to try to elevate our energies to really seek the joy, the happiness, the peace. Um, and we're always going to be challenged too. I always said patience is one of the virtues that's the hardest one to be um, with peace to, to be done every day. We're being challenged. 
every single day with this one? Well, I, I think, you know, and some of my mental picture around this, honestly, is I think, believe it or not, and I believe you're right, we are being challenged. And I believe we are being challenged for the sake of demonstrating intent. Yes. To live intentionally yes. and to, to not be a victim or living by the fates, but actually driving our lives, being in command and control and making the decisions to do what, you know, makes us feel good, makes us feel right. Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree without, with you. But it's a practice. It's something it is. that... You know, you cannot sit uh, and pretend to be a master because you will always be challenged. And if you call you label yourself a master on something, trust me, you will continue to be challenged yeah. by everything coming your way. You you will you will find everything. Yep, yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah, I am. I'm a student as well. Uh, That's what I said. I, I, oh, <laughs> you, you've got my word. Life. This is what I, I wrote. This is what I explained to people. I said, you can be a master in your own field, but you're still a student of life. You really are. And and you, you, you are constantly learning. And if yes. you aren't, it's because you're not paying attention. Oh, you refuse to do so. And you just say, I'm done learning, which is fine. It's up to people to do that. But for me, I rather to be and stay in that uh, state of us being a student of life, so I can continue to learn from everybody. Absolutely, yep. I'm right there with you. I'm in mm -hmm. the next bench. Yes, we are. We, are. <laughs> we didn't even uh, knew each other. Uh, I'm in the are. next desk. Yep, absolutely. No. But I thought it's beautiful. So what do you, so you mentioned to me, so hold on, before, when you were a chaplain, where were you? Because were you in Alaska or were you somewhere else? Uh, I originally was ordained in lower 48 in Arizona. And okay. then uh, I spent a little bit of time in the Seattle area before actually arriving here in Alaska. I spent so about... Uh, three years, three years as a chaplain here in Alaska. Okay. So what makes you move to Alaska? Uh, 4,000 miles between me and anyone else. Okay. I love that answer. That sounds good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, back in the day, uh, I wanted to be away from family and friends. Um, yeah. Since then, my family has all moved up here now, and uh, we're all here in Alaska. But um, back in the day when I was young and silly, um, I, I felt the need to get away, and, and uh, I ran away to Alaska. So I uh, that's and since then it's it's kind of turned full corner, and this has become um, my home. So working, uh, what was, um, how did you st started to work with indigenous? I don't like to work, use the word indigenous for me. I don't like the word indigenous, but how did you work with different um, tribes? If we can call it tribes, if I'm allowed to say that. That, that, that is a, that is a, uh, uh, a governmental um, uh, declaration so it is you know you do have tribal lands you do have tribal uh, I like tribe um, better than government. I like indigenous because for me indigenous works for me were, yeah people were here before we were here so absolutely and and you know they're one, the people that I've interacted with so far have been absolutely the creator's gift to this planet 
Oh yes. Um, they they have been absolutely wonderful in my learning and my journey. Certainly, um, I, I hope I've I've provided them with some guidance on their journeys, but um, their blessings to my journey has been amazing. And uh, your question was, how did I start doing that? Yeah. Um, uh, originally, it was just we met over the internet, and one thing began another, and uh, months later, here I am. So, um, so you're meeting with them, and uh, you went and visit all of them. Many of them, I have gone out to the what's called rural or bush community yeah. here in Alaska, and yeah. I've I've visited with them, and and we have had an amazing time. I've eaten some stuff I would never suggest anyone else ever eat. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> eating, I've eaten some amazing things, but yeah. I've also eaten a couple of things that. Mm, yeah no yeah no <laughs> uh, i think i have more of a european palate on that one so. well that's good <laughs> good to know <laughs> so um working so you at which capacity you're working with them is it to learning uh their uh culture or is it to exchanging from spirit to spirit <laughs> That's that's more the case. In some cases, we have uh, you know a case where uh, they're they the the shaman or their their person of, of of guidance has had to leave the village for whatever reason, or he doesn't feel well, or she doesn't feel well, um, whatever the case. Uh, and I'll and they'll call me and say, "Hey, you want to come out here for a couple of days?" And I'll go out there for a couple of days, and we'll hang out, and I'll provide some. You know, we'll work together on some healing for the the shaman or the the, the responsible or the uh, yep. uh, religious the leader elder. there. Yep. And then we'll work on some healing, and then we'll work on some spiritual talk, and then we'll get into these great, big, wonderful fabulous conversations where we just talk about everything and anything and it's it's been amazing it's the only way you can describe it it's just been that sounds amazing. amazing that sounds wonderful that sounds like uh you know having a conversation a conversation uh, i was talking with somebody and i said i feel like it's the divine talking with the divine basically it's having a conversation it's- with the divine from you know it's quite interesting when we go into those conversations. Boy, it, it's yeah, and it's wonderful, and it and it's so comforting for me as being Celtic Norse that we can we can have those conversations without without reservations, without limitations, and certainly without all the labeling that goes on in in a lot of these cases. And we just talk for hours. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been up till like three in the morning, been on an airplane by five to be back here in Anchorage. So, <laughs> I mean, funny? It's, when, you it's, start a, when you start a conversation and at last you're thinking it's like 15 minutes, but you're looking at the time it's like three to four hours has passed and like, really? Time is flying yep. on here. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, I it. stepped into a time warp. <laughs> 
Exactly, that's what yeah. we do. Yeah, it feels yeah. like uh, I always said uh, when I start a collaboration or where I'm talking with people is uh, even on wisdom, actually, um, there is like a, a cocoon that shield us. And it's like being in that big bubble, but it's only bathed by the universe and the lights and everything from the, the energy of the universe. So people, you know, feel for a moment out of space. Mm hmm out of time, out of touch, yeah. and it's very healing, actually. Well, you know, in my belief, I, I believe, in it, and I think we both agree, that the spiritual realm that, that operates around us and through us and, you know, with us is doesn't have these time limits. So no. when we get into these conversations and we invoke the spiritual sources, if they're driving the conversation, there is no time. Oh, yeah. I know. I, mean, I always surprise people so, for that. I always surprise people for that, which yeah. is always funny. It's like time passed. I'm laughing. I say, yes, with me, time always flies, but you don't realize that. Absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> it's like yep. so I close the room or I close the space where we are. It doesn't matter if you're next to me or you're a thousand miles away. It's always shielding the room and the space between people and connecting. That's oh, what absolutely. I love. It's just seeing this in motion because people don't yep. realize that yeah absolutely okay. agreed yeah so um you are now so what are you doing when you're not working with um with the tribes uh well there's there's a lot going on in my world um i do a lot of these uh podcasts um we do our weekly show um that's that's really important and then again i do a daily brief on wisdom uh, which takes a little time. Um, and then um, during the day, uh, I actually do spiritual advising, uh, which is a VA comfortable term for therapists that we don't have to pay as much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I work a lot with, uh, particularly with men and, and women whom um, have a word of mouth. I've been doing this for about 25 years now. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times uh, I'll get people who call me just out of the blue and say, hey, man, can we meet up somewhere? Uh, I want to talk about X and and uh, yeah. we do that. And then um, that begats conversations. And then we get into this. How can I help you? And and then uh, I have a program that I've built um, for uh, particularly veterans and trauma patients, uh, psychological trauma patients who have experienced um, you know, a, a lot of, uh, psychological damage yeah. to where we can start building, uh, essentially we can start building the road to recovery. And that, that begins with coping mechanisms, helping to identify triggers, helping to get some, uh, actions in place that both the, the veteran himself and his support network, I tried to build support networks around, these guys and, and ladies so that they've got they've got teamwork it's not just a single individual fighting this but we build these what i call coping mechanisms coping mechanisms ultimately become behaviors behaviors become part of their personality and so it's kind of this migration um towards there and and uh it's been very successful um i've got multi matter of fact uh a couple of weeks ago, I got invited to fly down or uh, I got invited, but then they flew up here. Uh, one of the servicemen that I had worked with a couple of years ago, 
him and his new wife <laughs> um, had just had a baby and wanted me to bless the baby. And so they flew from Florida to Alaska. Holy moly, long trip. And yeah, with a baby. Yes. Uh, infant mm-hmm. baby. Yeah. Um, and got to Anchorage and say, hey, you know, we're here. We'd like to meet up, blah, blah, blah. I was stuck in uh, Ukiavik, which is, um, for those folks not familiar with Alaska, the northernmost yeah. part of Alaska, which technically borders the Beaufort Sea, is where Ukiavik is. Mm-hmm. I was in Ukiavik and we were weathered in. I couldn't get out of Ukiavik. Wound up staying in Ukiavik for three more days. They stu- stayed in Alaska, in Anchorage, until I could get back into Anchorage. We got together. I, I, what a beautiful baby girl he has, and uh, I blessed the baby, and he was so thrilled. Had a, we went and uh, he introduced me to his wife, and and just almost like I was his dad, and uh, it was it was a wonderful feeling, and so. That tells me that what we did, him and I and, and his parents and uh, a couple of buddies that he had at the time, Work. we all went through this exercise of, of mm-hmm. helping him to identify the triggers, build a plan to attack the triggers when they happened. We faced all the all these emotional landmines that were yeah. laying back in his mind somewhere that he wasn't aware of. So then he could focus on tackling this big dragon in a room and it. And uh, for him, it worked out, and he was very, uh, very successful, very happy, um, beautiful baby girl. Um, I don't know, Abigail is never one of my favorite names, but he eh. became one. <laughs> he, he, uh, that's what they wanted, and by God, she she was a cutie, and uh, so I'm sure they will have many, many, many happy days together. So, so. Yeah, so you mentioned you have a program, so if people and and I love the fact that you're working with veterans because I feel that, you know, as much as we love our soldiers, uh, we're failing them when they come back here and they don't get the support they need, especially when you go through and see all of the horrors and everything you have to go through um, as a Great. soldier, that the support should be there. Um, Great. And you said you're working with veterans. So do, for people who are listening to this, because it's going to go around the world um, from the podcast, Excuse the me. question I have is how can people can connect with you? And do you uh, do it because you're in Alaska, so maybe you don't want the entire world to move in your backyard <laughs> in Alaska, and you're going to go uh, call me and say, Emma, you did everything. Uh, no, no. But uh, do you work remotely with people? I do. I do. I work with a lot of people here in Alaska. I mean, you literally uh, 20 miles outside of any big town and you're in rural Alaska. It yeah. doesn't take long. Yeah. And so most of what I do, uh, particularly with veterans, they, you know, I've got veterans that I work with who are literally all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and in every country that I can think of, and uh, we we interchange and chat, phone calls, emails, what whatever it takes. Uh, sometimes all hours of the night yeah. um, to make sure that these guys are are taken care of and that they uh, so, they can get these coping mechanisms in place. 
Okay, so for people who have PTSD and have veteran, and I'm sure you take everybody else's who's not a veteran, but I'm thinking of veteran Absolutely. Right now because the university is telling me veteran, so we're going to go with veteran. Um, how can they contact you? How they can they, reach out to you for help? They can actually go to my website. It's the fastest way. And this way they don't have to follow me around because sometimes I'm a moving target. But if they go to the website, <laughs> It's HTTPS colon slash slash AK for Alaska, Ulf Hefner. And let me spell it. It's A-K-U-L-F as in Frank, H-E-D-N-A-R dot com. They can go to that web page. Uh, I think it's the third or fourth button on the left side. It says the psychology. And from that page, they can actually schedule time with me. They can actually book an appointment or they can just email me, send me a question. And maybe, you know, maybe what they need is, isn't, you know, an ongoing program. They may need just answers periodically. And, and I'm more than willing to spend time to answer those, um, you know, as, as time permits, obviously uh, I do. Um, I'm working as a advisor again, uh, you know, for a 40 hour week. So mm -hmm. um, plus all these other asundrious things that keep cropping up. Um, so I, I try to answer as frequently as possible to a point where uh, I have uh, now I have a staff of three uh, and they keep me sort of going in the right direction. Um, and so <laughs> I, like this I, I, I like to sort of too, because they're so yeah. fun and, and they're young. And this yeah. is what makes it so fun is that they're so much more savvy in this technology stuff than I am. Yep. And so they, they kind of keep me on the straight and narrow and say, just look at your phone and we'll send you the information. And okay. Okay. Got it. Phone. <laughs> check uh, so they they do that and uh so the best way again to get a hold of me is through that through that page um they can email me they can book a time with me um whatever it takes um let's talk and and get them the help they need um obviously i'm because of being an advisor uh, for those individuals who are looking at using tricare or whatever um none of that applies here however i'm completely on a sliding scale, i.e. I'm kind of falling off the scale most of the time and we just simply talk for hours and you'll never see a bill from me. So, um, you know, I am what I am. That's okay. As <laughs> Tri -tri I'm sure the TRICARE billing guys hate me, but yeah. That's all right. Yep. <laughs> you know, you're helping people and that's what matters the most. So, but That's my life's ambition. Yep. Yes, exactly. That's why I wanted to know if people outside of Alaska could connect with you and be able, you know, be able to connect with you and talk to you and see because help is necessary. And I don't think a lot of people want to reach out or don't know who to talk to, actually, at the end of the and, day. And, and, you know, I find that a lot, particularly in the VA system. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I respect my, my fellow veterans uh, as much as the next guy, but the VA, um, although they may try, 
Um, they're a large institution and yes. uh, quite often, you know, many of the men and women I've worked with have just fallen in the cracks. Exactly. So, and that, that's one of the biggest situation we've got, but that's not only here, it's everybody around the world as well for their VA. Agreed. It's Agreed. a big um, bureaucratic machine that uh, yeah. very difficult to navigate around and it's very discouraging for people to try to get help. That's why a good portion of people who are a vet are not seeking help over there and they give up because it's very difficult. So that's why I wanted to take Great. the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. And if we have veterans around the world, it's only in the U.S. You heard Dr. Wiseman. Yeah, you know? and 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 they're, they're comfortable even if they're from a foreign government. Yeah. Uh, I have I have several patients uh, whom I've worked with over the years who are are from France, um, which is wonderful because I have no idea how to speak French. Um, but we have some wonderful conversations in broken English that uh, we seem to seem to hit it off. So if you need um, translation, let me know. I do speak French. And French. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> You can let me look me in. I will be more than happy to do the translation. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we may do that. Well, yeah. But uh, yeah. But no, we... it uh, it is it's a great obligation, uh, or, or it's and it's a great honor for me to to be able to help guys coming back um, who who just don't have direction, who don't have um, some of these gentlemen, uh, you know, have lost their fathers or or you know. Um, just don't have a guiding figure, and so I try to be. Uh, I try to be that 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 guy. Yeah, because you're going from one extreme and come back here uh, or anywhere you come back from. It's right. adjusting to something that's totally different when you're still right. under stress. So right. for me, it's. I think it's helping people and being able to find somebody that can help them. Absolutely. So, that's why for me, when I read your bio, I'm just like, I, I felt touched and I'm like, okay, you're helping the veterans and that's a big thing for what I read. So it was, just, it really resonated with me for some unknown reason he did. So that's why well, I to point it out. Yeah, it is a true joy and, and they bring me a, a whole lot of honor um, well, in, in tackling their, you know, and, but I mean, one of the biggest things that, uh, that I push and, and I think a lot of uh, the veterans that I've worked with you know, uh, around the world all have is that, that idea of honor, we're going to put in a good day's work. We know we've got these things to do and, and we're going to get it done. We're not going to just wait for it to happen. We're not going to sit around and just wait for something to happen. We're going to, we're mm -hmm. going to make things happen. And, and we, it's that mentality, I think, combined with the spiritual forces that can, that can propel these men and women forward yeah. in their lives and get, get past this. So that's exactly. what I try to do. Well, that, that's why it's wonderful you have been doing it for so many years and uh, you continue to do it and it's such a great service and help a lot of people. So, and that's, you know, that's, that gives hope for others who, like you said, have fallen to the crack and uh, need help, but they don't know where. Yeah. And, and then, you know, there are people who also feel that, you know, that, um, you know, they've had some traumatic injuries, uh, you know, psychological issues where, yeah, they don't, they don't even have the VA. They may yeah. not even be veterans and they're struggling and they can't figure yeah. out how to get through this. And it's like, how do I do this? How can I, how can I, you know, move forward? And so, mm -hmm. um, 
the the book I am pulling out, uh, like I said in May, um, has uh, the last chapter in the book. Um, I have very specifically written for exercise, understanding your challenges and how one gets in that frame of mind yeah. to move forward, yeah. to to begin your forward progress, to begin your forward understanding mm-hmm. of you know, and I, I don't preach one thing or another in this last exercise part. I simply say, you know, here's what's out there. You have to make these steps to to free your mind, to still, you know, get that stillness in the heart and be able to listen with your heart to the spiritual entities who will guide you. All you have to do is listen. I agree. So. And, and it's nice to have somebody that can help and support them along their journey. Like you said, being an anchor and help them to ground themselves because it's a journey of transformation for them as well. Agreed. Agreed. And it's a long journey for some of them. Maybe it's a it, lifetime journey, but at least having somebody that can provide that stability and they know they can reach out to at any given time. It's a absolutely. It's life-saving for them. Absolutely. So that's why it, it's very humbling, and it's nice to uh, to know you do that for for veteran or not uh, people who need help and need to be reached. You know, someone that can be a beacon in the middle of their darkness. That that's the hope. Yes. Well, somebody has to be the rock. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so that's wonderful. So um, after your wife uh, figured out that you were a shaman, a Celtic shaman, uh, how was uh, life with her and how did she uh, learn more or was she curious to learn more about what you were going through? She, you know, she is still at a point where, um, and we, we constantly talk, constantly talk. Uh, more so than than before, but I mean, we've always talked, but uh, she is at the precipice of still maintaining the fear that is pounded into people's brains since birth, since before birth, mm-hmm. the fears that the practice of monotheistic beliefs have pounded into the general population yeah. and so but she's open she understands this is real and you know of course uh having been uh at my office and and meeting all the people that that i interact with periodically i mean she's she understands that that there is more she just doesn't know how to get there herself yet did, so, did he went to one of uh, one with you to visit the tribes or not? Has she ever? She she know? does not go out. No, she doesn't go out to the village. She can't be away from. She has medical issues where oh, okay. she can't. She can't be away from the population, which okay. is why she comes to the office and she meets you know a lot of the veterans I work with, yeah. a lot of the other people I work with, and and I have had uh, uh, tribal meetings in my office. And so she's been there for those. Oh, nice. That's yeah. awesome. That's great. So at least she's witnessing a lot of things as well, which yes. is good. 
which is why and she's an anthropologist by trade so no way um yes <laughs> which is <laughs> which is where she is really that's where a lot of her confusion is i think at right now and and so she's working through it and and we're working through it together and and helping her to understand the bigger picture but again uh i you know i don't condone her oh, believing no. oh no um she you know not. um she is, uh, you know, monotheistic and that's, that's wonderful. She has a relationship with that deity and I try to encourage her to keep that relationship. And we, we're working at destroying, slowly killing off these enforced practices yes. that have been almost supplanted on top of the theology within that religion uh, religion being the whole bundle and then yeah. separating the theology from the practice. And so she's, she's, she's coming along. Uh, she's growing and learning. And uh, I believe, you know, um, and, and of course with all the depression in the world, um, you know, if you tune into a news channel at all, um, it, it, it immediately becomes apparent that, someone took a wrong turn somewhere and maybe we need to kind of reconfigure this thing and look at it from a different perspective. And that's kind of, I, I think that's where she's at right now. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I don't, uh, like I said, I avoid the news as much as I can. So I don't watch the news, even the local one, because to me, there is too much negativity and they are not mm -hmm. reporting everything around the world just what is sensational yep. and then yep. um, they amplifying it to the level then it's like are you freaking serious and yep. no um the yep. other thing too and then i said to people and i mentioned to people when i talk about spirituality i was baptized i'm born roman catholic i will die roman catholic but I'm a spiritual person. So for me, you know, the religion is one thing, but I am not my religion. I am spiritual. So for I'm, people to try to understand that, it makes it very difficult too. I'm like, no, I'm not denying anything. I'm like, I'm born, I'm going to die the same way I am. So I'm fine. I don't need another religion. This right. is what I am and that's it. But the spirituality, right. I'm more spirit than I am human. Because a lot of right. people don't understand. We're spirit first human right. next right human or our physical existence yes is only a micro fraction yes of our existence yes our existence is a spiritual being yeah before we're born before we're bonded with our physical body mm -hmm. after our physical body fails we return to the spirit realm exactly. where we join our ancestors and and in my case uh uh, I call them the Lanvetti. Yeah. We'll all rejoice, and and exactly. we'll be we'll be there. And well, and uh, that's why people are afraid. Because I said one day on wisdom, I'm going to talk about the subject of death. Because a lot of people are afraid of death. I said I don't like when Archangel Azrael opened the portal because that's not a fun portal that is open between here and the other side. But. Uh, it's for me home is not here it's on the other side and a lot of right. people uh that um are more spiritual understand that as like yeah well, i'm gonna be happy when i'm gonna leave for sure yeah. but i cannot leave now because my 
my journey is not done yet. I have right. to do more stuff. I have to accomplish more stuff here. But right. it seems like people are afraid or maybe because of we think we're, you know, we're human here and we're going to live forever. It's like, no, we are living forever nope. when, because we're spirit. So we're going to live forever, but not in yeah. this body because that's not the function. Here, nope. we here, we're here for a short period of time, uh, a glimpse of who we are to teach our spirit to grow and mature. And when we're done with everything, we don't come back. We stay on the other side. We, we, well, I, my belief is that we have a choice. We have a choice. I mean, our job, a job, that's a horrible word. Uh, let's try another one. <laughs> our, our adventure here yes. on the physical plane is yeah. to learn emotional control that we may have empathy and that we can use our empathy without the benefit of our other physical sensory input. Yeah. And we, so we can be out there in the abyss somewhere and still help people get through their their troubles here on the physical plane. Yeah. That it, to me, that's the mission. When I was having a discussion at one point with the Len Vetti and we were conversing, I was trying to learn. And one of the topics came up about death, and I said, "Well, that seems like a no-brainer. Then, if your physical body is simply a rental car while you're here, and then eventually, you know, you get to some point where you turn it back in and." away you go back to home right um so consider the physical plane more or less like a vacation yeah and rent a car yeah check out see all the sites see what it's like and then you turn in the car and you go back to home and they said you know that there were people there were spirits that had arrived you know back in the spiritual realm they had left the physical plane and not known they had left the physical plane. They, yes. they, they physically just didn't know. Yeah. And so they're up there trying to do the same things, wondering why now they didn't have the emotional maelstrom that happens when they did something, yeah. knowing that it creates this emotional storm in their brain. And all of a sudden it's not doing that. And they're like, hmm, I'm really confused. Well, it's because you left your physical body back there yeah. and you're, you're now moving on with the rest of your life. And so, um, yeah, so death is certainly not something to fear at all. But um, people do and people have that oh, impression. Terrified of it. So I always said for me, I just, when I'm going to be on the other side, I'm not coming back. This is my last trip. And there's a few of us who are saying exactly the same thing. This is our last trip here. We're staying on the other side and we're going to enjoy it to be on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I guess if I had my druthers, I'd come back. I'd continue to come back. Um, I would I would be the guy that gets off the roller coaster, goes back to the end of the line, starts over. Um <laughs> That, that's going to be me. Um, yeah. and, and, and the reason is, is that I, I just find it so enlightening to see, to actually physically see people gain their emotional control mm -hmm. and begin to project an aura of clarity yeah. where, where all of a sudden all the spiritual communications they're receiving are, are like, crystal clear it's like talking to friends yeah and and they go and, and it's just like so eye-opening if you're standing in the room together with them it's visually 
noticeable. You see it. It's like, oh, yeah, the light just came on for them. Yep. Ding. Mm. And and you can and, and, and I, I so enjoy that moment, watching that moment that I would I would I would revisit this roller coaster until the end of time. Well, I let you have it. I will be on the other side <laughs> <at> you. <laughs> I will. I will definitely look you up. That's for sure. Oh, so yep, Mark is doing it again. <laughs> yeah, here he goes. Not <laughs> come back. No, I've done everything I'm supposed to be doing, and I will not come back here. Nope, 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 nope. Done that. Been there, done that. Want to be on the other side because I want to do other things over there, but. It's a very interesting subject as well. As I said, people, some people Agreed. are afraid. And as I said, me, I don't like when the portal opens. When somebody is going to cross over, I can feel, I know it's time. And I don't like that feeling that because there is an emptiness. There is something, an emptiness that to me is something I don't like. But after that, it's like, okay, when they're going, they're going. And you're like, okay, okay everything open, the channel open, everything is there. But the time between it's coming to the time it's open and you the spirit moves on the other side it's something i don't like i don't like it's very unsettling it's very difficult to explain actually that uh, that sense of emptiness i can yeah i use the word emptiness but yeah there's like a hollowness absolutely yes um you know and 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 back when i i was even in the days when i was a chaplain i remember these days of, of visiting and uh, having end of death or end of life uh, situations. Yeah. And um, one of the things that really, I guess, I opened for me when I moved out of Christianity and into uh, the shaman was this idea that, you know, the, the departing spiritual force was going on this wonderful ride. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be, it was going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, there was no, and in, in some cases we're talking about all of a sudden the loss of pain and, yep. and the suffering that they had here on the physical plane and they get to just leave their body behind and, and oh, yeah. um, you know, um, step over into that other side. Yep. And one of the things that, that dawned on me was that, it literally is like stepping out of a pool. Yes. And, and that's, that's really what it, what it all boils down to was just simply stepping out of a pool. And so, and uh, one of the things that I teach is that, you know, when you're ready, it, it's not, it's not this step to judgment or anything like that. All it is, is you're going to step out of your physical being and you're going to be you. You're going to have all your memories intact. You're going to have all the memories of the emotions you had. You're going to have all those visions in your mind. They're all going to be there. Yep. You're just not going to be in your physical body anymore. And so um, I am, I'm always reminded of the men in black. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I love those movies. <laughs> the, the, in the first one where yeah. the, 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 the alien fella gets into a suit of a human yeah. And he's all contorted. And and um, uh, one of the men in black says, yeah, that's the Edgar suit. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that is so realistic because here on Earth, we're in, in my case, the Mark suit. 
Mm-hmm. And when I leave, I'm just taking it off. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. It's it's a great analogy. I love it. So maybe it will help to uh, ease a little bit some individuals who are afraid of death and, and understanding a little bit better. It's about the spirit. It's about our spirit. Absolutely. The shell we, the shell we have is just to host the spirit. Otherwise, right. we will not be able to uh, communicate. We will not be able to do what we're supposed to do. So that's about, you know, our outer shells is the outer shell. It's temporary. Yep. And if somebody, yep. if somebody came up with the pill to give us longevity forever, I will not take it. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. I want I, I, I did, you know, you know, 90 years or whatever in this shell. I was trying to try something new. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, 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 it's like renting a car just for the sake of driving something different. You know, hey, okay, we did that one. All right, next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's a great way to do it. So your book's coming in May. It uh, is. Okay, good. So it's almost finished or? It is in its, it is in first revision draft right now. Okay, good. Um, It's at one of the many editors that are be involved in this process, okay. uh, getting it to print. Uh, the book is called The Turn to Final. Okay. Uh, the, the Turn to Final is, uh, as you may or may not know, is a uh, uh, aircraft term, uh, which essentially means that you're making that final turn um, on your flight, on your way to the runway. Oh. And the airplane is in a controlled descent down to the ground where you're going to get on the ground. So that's where the turn to final comes from. Okay. Um, and my hope is that it's a guide to modern day spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be out in May, early May of, of this year. Um, they can, people can pre-order the book from that webpage I gave you. Um, there's also a little form on there they can go through and, and sign up uh, to get on the list of pre-ordering the book. Um, uh, it's about $16.99 USD uh, for the book. Um, and the book goes through, it talks about, um, in order, it talks about uh, what is a turn to final, obviously. Uh, yeah. It talks about human evolution. It talks yeah. about emotional control, our genetic construction it talks about all the chemical construction that we have it talks about the evolution of theology and spirituality it talks about combining or not combining contrasting uh animal thinking um to modern cognition and yeah. how that how that interacts uh we get to a place where we talk about the rebranding of some of the terms like cedar magic and galder magic from antiquity that became modern day terms of prayer and worship. Okay. And uh, talk about the intent, all your ego and some of the psychology pieces involved in magic and in prayers. And then uh, we talk about behaviors, uh, how to uh, notice and, and, your behaviors when working with this stuff and then finally the last chapter talks about now that you have all this information here's some ideas as to how to go forward and so um and a whole chapter kind of dedicated to steps for people to take to learn their own spirituality whatever that is i don't 
I'm not here again to preach any one gospel over another. I'm here to simply say, understand what you believe. Yes. And then you can build a, a great foundation to decide if that's what works for you. If it does, great. Be better at it. You know, um, if if not, then maybe it's time to look at something else and, and start listening with your heart to what's out there and and understand what uh what there is to learn and then so that's the last chapter and um hopefully uh hopefully it'll do well (laughs) i think it it will be because i like that uh you got a great array on that as well of uh you're covering a lot of things but at the end of the day you give options and food for the thoughts for people and you even exactly. give some direction on some of the stuff as well you have done. So this is great. Your podcast, um, you said you, uh, what is the frequency of your podcast and where can we find your podcast? The podcast is findable on anything that broadcasts podcasts or streaming. So, okay. uh, so Pandora, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, yeah. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, you name yeah. it. What the is whole the list. Name, what is the and name it's, of your podcast? It's Alaska Ulf Hefnar. So the same spelling, U-L-F-H-E-D-N-A-R. Okay, fabulous. Do you write blogs? Do you do this or not? The, on that webpage, on that webpage I gave you is our okay. blogs. We also have a pay site that has more detailed stuff. It drills more into the book. Okay. So folks can check that out as well. And we can find you on Wisdom as well. So if you utilize Wisdom, which now is only available on Apple with Apple product, hopefully they're saying it's coming soon on Google Play, which I hope it does. Uh, You can uh, listen to Dr. Weissman um, when he comes and do his little briefing during the day. Or yeah, yeah. That's where we sometime usually I, I try to get on right about 11:30 but it fluctuates from day to day so I can't guarantee everything but uh, I try to get on there every day at about 11:30 and I just open up the talk um, I've uh, today I had uh, four, three three maybe three or four different guests on the show um, yeah. so it was great just having conversations and opening up the floor to to what's ever on people's minds. Hopefully we can find some commonality and, and talk about it. Exactly. And if you follow on wisdom, you follow each other, then you know when you're live, actually, because I know when you're live because I'm following you, actually. Ah, excellent. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. So, so that's mean every time you're live or if you're talking to a guest, I know where you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm stalking you. <laughs> nice. Isn't that awesome? That so, is, that is. I, yes. I very much appreciate it. I love having people join me. Yeah. So where it's not just me doing a monologue, sometimes I feel like I'm just doing a monologue. And uh, so, I, but I yeah. love interactivity. I did at the beginning. Uh, people were not talking much and people now are hopping on mine uh, more and yes. more. But at the beginning, they were not, which was funny because I, I made it a joke. I said, I will not give you a reading, people. So you can come and talk to me. I will not read you. But it yeah. took a while for people to warm up a little bit. And now yep. well, everybody uh, joined, which is nice. Yeah. So it depends on how comfortable they are to start with. Yep. 
yep i think we're still working on that uh like i said today was was kind of a, a longer show i think we did like almost 50 minutes um well, that's good so, I, yeah. do, I do an average about two to six hours it depends on the yeah. well I, I try to get out of there because i gotta get back to to work so I, I i try to do that at my lunch hour so yeah well i do that in the evening that's the difference between you yeah. and i i do that in the evening because yeah. otherwise yes i gotta work and do other things too during the day but yeah uh, i will pop maybe an hour or two i'm gonna start to do that to talk about finance which is a little bit different for people and help businesses but no, it was a pleasure to talking to you. It uh, was an honor. My I honor is all mine. It was awesome. And I would like to do another collaboration with you because I want to know a little bit more and deeper on the shamanic side of you and probably what you're doing with when you go to the tribes without giving too, too much details because this is absolutely and I will respect um, everybody, um, personal uh, culture and you know, their ritual and everything like that. But it would be nice to know a little bit more on that topics um, and discovering more. So that can open, you know, a little bit more the mind of people about the tribes um, and their origins as well and how they're welcoming you to the community. Um, that would be a nice side of it for people to hear about. Absolutely. So as the book is go getting closer, maybe uh, when it's ready to publish, then let's do that collaboration so we can talk of, again, we can uh, promote the book and uh, talk about that. Perfect. I like it too. So that works. That works for me. Yes, that was for me too. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Again, I will provide uh, you guys with um, with more information about Dr. Westman. So if you need to connect with him, uh, you can always contact me and I will put you in touch with Dr. Westman. Otherwise, you can connect directly with his website. And again, uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you and such uh, a wonderful time. Thank you, Mama, Dr. Westman. Mm -hmm. They can actually email me directly at shaman at akulfhefnar.com. Fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>